we started with Swindon now almost seven years ago. Um, we were doing them in-house. So I, I thought the best way would to be man- managing them all in-house, but comes with that, lots of staff, lots of management. And a few people sort of came up to me and said, oh, I'd like to do this. Have you thought about franchising? So I took a bit of business advice and we've structured the business to start franchising and we launched the Manchester franchise in April. Wow, that's awesome. And how's it going? Is it good? It's going, yeah, it's it's going really well. It's um, very, very different. So obviously our job has changed quite a lot because it's a juggle between managing the Swindon Bath and the other sites in-house um, and then actually managing franchises as well. So it's it's really enjoyable and it's quite nice for us to be able to relay what we've learned over the last six, seven years and yeah. hand that over to someone else. But it's a beast. So just doing the franchise manual and the franchise agreement has been a little bit boring. Right. <laughs> but it's what you've got to do and you've yeah, got to do it yeah. because it's the, the Bible for the business, really. But that's all done now. So with that, because I've talked to people about well, what's next and would you like to franchise this? And, and I'm always very... Um, guarded mm. so I was it hard to kind of pick the people to do it or was it just a case of well these people want to do it they're happy to pay the money or what how does it how does yeah it work? I think in the early stages people that we were talking to initially I was a, so that's why I didn't want to franchise initially I was like oh it's my baby someone yeah. could ruin the brand but there's ways of doing things so we're a member of the British Franchise Association and you have to become so this has been great for us you have to be accepted so you have to go through a lot of tests and they check the business so you become affiliated and you have that stamp of approval what that also means is we get lots of advice and you mix with other franchisors whether that's a massive one like McDonald's or Anytime Fitness or whatever it might be but they're your sort of peers and help guide you so initially we were having people contact us about a franchise and to be honest with you because it was the first I was like yeah we'll have anyone because we just want to get it off the ground I sort of went to the opposite extreme but then you talk to these businesses and they help you with the recruitment it's like recruiting a that's all it is it's like recruiting a member of staff it's exactly the same in a way it's easier because they have a financial vested interest so you know they're going to work hard so yeah and so with with that, how do you give them ultimate control of everything and just give them the name or is there a blueprint? There's a blueprint. Right. So um, you've got to protect the brand. And with the franchise manual, we go into massive depth on absolutely everything. Really? So sales, social media, lead generation, the site content. The yeah. every, you had to think of every single scenario and put that in the franchise manual. They, we put as part of the franchise agreement that they have to read the whole manual before right. they begin. I'm sure some of them don't. We'll have yeah. to include some tests or some, some something. Them, yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything's in that franchise manual. So obviously, so they're paying for the license to use the brand and the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So they've got to resent, represent the brand effectively. Yeah. You know, they may use different techniques. So, you know, if they find that they're better... You've got to, like in business and staff, you've got to play to everyone's strengths. Yeah. So if they're not massively salesy and they'd prefer not to cold call or go knocking on doors, if they're really good at social media, then they can use social media to source leads. So you have got to play to everyone's strengths, but they've got to adhere to the brand guidelines. I was going to say, I suppose with that, like if they're good at social media, but you probably still have to give them some parameters. Absolutely. So it's yeah, consistent. Yeah. 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 And you you know, with GDPR and all these laws, you've got to be very, very careful. Yeah. Um, 
but they obviously so the Swindon and Bath sites are the mother sites if you like so there shouldn't be any excuse because they can see what we're doing on Swindon and Bath and that's how we tend to do it is we trial things on Swindon and Bath sometimes they won't work but you know what it's like with social media and digital you've got to try things so we're the sort of test dummy sites really and then they should be learning from our mistakes and our strengths that's awesome seven years now seven years we just turned seven too Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, a lucky number, it. isn't it? <laughs> oh, so, happy birthday. Doing well, thank you. You too. <laughs> um, so how, um, how's life anyway? I know you've got Litland now. So how's... Yeah, it's, it's changed. Yeah. So it's, it's been... A, it's funny because it's changed, but I'm still me. Yeah. But I think that's... It, life has changed for the better. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, ev- everything's enhanced and you appreciate everything a lot more. And... You know, I would give everything for my daughter, but I am still me. So it it was uh, the first... I thought I'd be really interested in work and I I ended up being induced and I was working in hospital while I was in labour. I was that much of a workaholic before. And then I had her and I rang a member of the team and I said, I'm off the grid. But at least three months, I don't want you guys to contact me unless there's anything urgent. Wow. And you know what? It was fantastic for them. Yeah. Really? They for them. really wanted to do it. They really, really wanted to step up and they were awesome. And I think it's been really good for the business in the long run. And they did leave me to it. And then after about three months, I thought, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't just want to be a mum yes. anymore. So, um, you know what it's like when you run a business, you've got to do the odd thing here yeah. and there. But I then started, when she was four months, I started doing two days a week. And then... I thought it's not it's not been what I expected because yeah. I thought I've been gearing this business up I've got an amazing team actually I'm just going to work from home and work around flow when she naps and that just didn't no. work like you can't do that no. and also you've got my, my husband's in the military in the way in the week you've got other house stuff to do as well and actually the days that I wasn't working and I was trying to work when she napped was so stressful because I, I felt like I I wasn't being good at either because I didn't want to go out and enjoy lovely time with Flo because yeah. I'd want to rush back so I was at home in front of my laptop when she slept yeah so it, it I kept sort of procrastinating about it Do you have a lot of guilt on that one being a bad mum or in being a bad oh, worker or all, whatever all the time yeah. I think that's just life for anyone yeah. when you're a parent I think until she's 16 I'll be feeling guilt but it's it's managing that guilt and just trying to manage there's no right or wrong Mm. it's just but it would be no good me constantly feeling like I'm not being a good mother or being a good business manager Mm. so I I ended up doing the three days so I've now got flow and childcare for three days um and I so I have to do a lot of work in that three days and I do work in the evening but you know what it's like when it's your own business you enjoy it anyway so it's, it's fine it's definitely not the same yeah, as, I, as I, the boss I enjoy going it. yeah yeah so I, I never think oh I've got to work I'm yeah. like oh there's probably a bit of work I don't have to do but I want to do it because I want to yeah. push the business forward so I feel like the balance is the best it's ever going to be I don't want to do more than three days uh I do the odd week so we're going to Manchester in a couple of weeks and I'll be staying there so I'll be doing a five-day week that week but that's cool because that's not every week you just you know you just adapt Um, but yeah I feel like the balance is right now the team are actually loving it because they're empowered Mm -hmm. Um, but even that's been difficult for me because I swore to myself that I would come back on a strategic level right from maternity leave and not go back to doing what I've always done (laughs) but that's quite difficult it's been good because we've been forced into it because of the franchising so I've had to focus on the franchising to a degree 
but I also really like the sales side of things and yeah. I love our clients. You've always been good at that too. That's, yeah, and that's my thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's I guess it's good for the business to a degree. So I try and be strict with myself and be like, right, one and a half days, I'm going to be on sales. Yeah new sales looking after clients and the rest of the time on the franchising so I try and do that well I think that's also there's value in that I remember talking to our um, uh, I talked to you about our social media manager mm. web manager yeah and one of the things that she said to me was the, the if you step back and do your things about running the business and everyone else is in is is doing um, their day-to-day stuff when you come and do a day's education it's got more value mm. because it's not always you yes so yeah you could kind of hold back the until the big fish do you know yeah. what I mean and that's when you step up so they know yeah. they're special yeah. so yeah, that absolutely. can work it definitely and, can and work and there's an element of you, you know I do enjoy that and it's good for the team to see you know we're working for, towards targets all the time you've got to sweep the sheds you know you've, yeah. you've got to get your hands dirty and get involved so I, I don't think that would be a good example to the team if I was just swanning about working no. on strategy all no, the time no, no. you know <laughs> they said that about the All Blacks didn't they did you remember I've, that I've read the book Dan Legacy. Carter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Very good they, they always choose one player to go and sweep the change room. It doesn't matter who you are. I yeah. think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's working from the top, that's perfect. Yeah. So you when when you started um, Total Guide, you you left Swindon Web. Is that yeah, right? So I was at Swindon Web from that was pretty much my first job, really. So I finished college. I didn't go to university. I always knew I wanted to work my way up. I've always yeah. been quite in a hurry to just get involved with. I like business. So I yeah. wanted to get involved. Um, so I did my A-levels and then just started temping at Arval. And then I, I, I actually did, so I did communication studies as one of my A-levels and I did a syllabus on media and Swindon Web was around then and okay. that was late 90s. And that, so it was the first website um, really when there was dial-up connection and I did my coursework on Swindon Web and what I do to improve it basically. And then I saw a job come up and I went for an interview and got the job and I was there for almost 10 years Were I was made really? partner after four years and I was wow. there for 10 years that's crazy. unbelievable that's so, did you put into practice your essay or whatever I did actually <laughs> yes and I showed it to Phil who was there at the time I was like I can't believe this this is what I did that's brilliant that's <laughs> yeah. amazing so um, when you stepped out onto your own it was just you that started Total just Guide. just me um, and then along the way I've I did get an investor involved when was that? That was probably about two, three years into the journey. Um, but that didn't work. It was no one's fault, but it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so I bought my investor out um, and now we're on our own. I just, I think I didn't have enough belief in myself. I thought because okay. because the business plan is quite ambitious, I thought, and, and talking to people as well, you, you know, sometimes you can be at risk of having too much advice. Definitely. I'd go along to networking events. And I think maybe people could see, business owners could see I was on to a good thing. Mm-hmm. And they were probably trying to give a bit of advice, but I think there's a bit of ego involved as well. And some people want to get involved. And then from talking to people, I thought, yeah, I can't do this on my own, actually. This is really ambitious. I need an investor and I need some help. And I don't. I wonder how often that happens. 
I think all too often. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes I think people do it with the best intentions and I but I think some people want to get involved because of ego, but I think ultimately you need to be strong, you need to go with your gut all the time and I shouldn't I guess business can be quite stressful and if you can be caught at the right time, you know, if things are a little bit stressful and someone comes to you and says you need me, you're like <gasps> actually yeah. doing the headlines, yeah, I do need you. I can't do this on my own, but then absolutely no mistakes you know and the person I was involved with was still really good friends but I just think I've learned from that my mistake is not having enough belief in myself and the team yes you know that they're awesome we don't need an investor and they'd rather we didn't have loads of investors either because they'd rather have a piece of the pie you know 100% yeah no absolutely it's something like similar to that we've started doing here and saying to people this is your course now no one's teaching it about, apart from you there's someone backing you up just in case you're sick or whatever you've got holidays but like recently we've had um you know joe has, has left he's moved on right. to another place so we've bought something for his massage courses so now this girl's running a massage course it's her course so she's got to set up i'll give her the days that she's allowed financially for us to run the course and she's got to sort out the timetable in, she's got to sort, and then that's hers to run. So she can set up Facebook groups, WhatsApp groups, she can, whatever she needs to do with these these students, but that's her course to run. Mm. So obviously we'll be involved in all of the logistics, making sure the rooms are booked and the manuals and all that kind of stuff. But what I want for her is to be able to go, if she says, I think it's really important that we do X, Y, and Z on the course, I can go, that's your course, you know? Yeah. So they won't get that anywhere else no anywhere else they'll go this is how you do the course this is what you do on day one do exactly this on day one exactly this on day Mm. two and you know make sure they get passed by day five Mm. done whereas I I want them to be a little bit more empowered in that way absolutely I think it's important for people and I think if you give people that element they're just going to run with it aren't they and I guess you know when you're recruiting people as well you'll know whether or not they're someone that maybe shouldn't be working for a small business and yes. should be in a big corporate because they'll like rules and regulations. But yeah. people that are entrepreneurial, they're going to want to have that. Yeah, 100%. And I prefer to have them on my team. Mm. Yeah. Then, do you know what I mean? It's definitely worth having mm. them with you mm. and, and working towards yeah. something. And recently, the same sort of thing, we bought Danny. For, so he's you know one of our yeah. kind of most successful people as far as um, graduates. And he's now coming and he's tutoring with us. But again, he'll want to follow exactly what we do because he knows it works. But I don't want yeah. to put any too many guidelines on him. If you think mm. you've got a better way to teach the heart, work away. Like, yeah. That's up to you. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's having a bit of structure and guidance, yes. but letting them. You don't need to go into the minutiae detail of everything. They can just do whatever they see. But I do that with the team. I say, look, this is where we want to be. This is the goal. I don't really care how we get there mm-hmm. as long as we get there. And like I say, sometimes we will make mistakes. But I guess the great thing is with being a digital media, it's not like it's going to print either. So if there is a mistake, it doesn't matter. No one ever knows about it. We might waste a bit of money on Google advertising or Facebook ads or something along the way. But you've got to try these things. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, like we've got obviously people graduate, they go off and they run their own businesses at times. Some will go and work and, you know, even if you're working as as an employed personal trainer, you're still to a degree, you're running your own business Mm. as your diary. Um, what kind of advice you just said about social media, digital advertising, Google, um, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. What do you think, especially as a smaller business on the run, you get the most traction for the most bang for your buck? This is going to be a bit of a roundabout answer. So I'm sorry. I I, I don't believe any one thing 
works best on its own okay um so i would say it's a number of things it's the three concepts you know coca-cola they have a billboard up well coca-cola is a bad example because i wouldn't drink coca-cola because yeah. it's poison but you know the billboard you see a, the branded bus and what have you and and it all clicks into place so yep. i think you need to be seen in lots of different places and then it all starts to click however i would say it's changeable but from look looking at our stats so google absolutely mm-hmm. so the majority of our traffic comes from Google. So we are really, really hot on our SEO. Right. Google changes its criteria all the time. Yeah. So we have to be absolutely hot on it. But I've invested a lot of money in training the team, but actually getting experts involved now. Okay. Um, so we actually rank number one for most local key terms. We're quite lucky because we're going for local terms. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a national company if you're, or if you're EasyJet or whatever, I mean... <laughs> having to compete for those terms are just massive so, especially when the prices are not great yeah. with things like easy jet yeah. and whatever are they yeah. so. so that you know we're lucky in that respect so we we know exactly what to do we've got tried and tested formula um so the traffic comes from that so google for sure and then secondly facebook yeah but you have to That's, spend a lot of money behind facebook now right really you don't get you don't get the organic reach that you I used see. to so instagram instagram yes that's really interesting you say that because we were about 18 months ago we we had a chat because we weren't really doing that much with instagram yeah and i actually said to the team look facebook's our biggest referral we need to be spending all our well most of our energy on that and twitter because that's where we get the traffic through to the website yeah obviously instagram doesn't really push that much traffic to the website But actually, that was silly because we're now putting a lot into Instagram. Um, And as you guys know, I mean, it's great for brand awareness, but it's great for engagement as well. And, you know, we sell things for our customers. I don't don't know if you saw, but we just did some coverage uh, locally a couple, couple of days ago. And we did an Instagram story about it. And people were contacting us saying, this is amazing. I want a membership. What can I do? So really? although you're not getting the traffic to the website, there's value yes. and monetary, val- <clears throat> monetary value for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I, the way I re- realized it was um, I look at it internally. So I look at my household and I go, the second a leaflet comes to the door, it goes in the bin mm-hmm. immediately. So that's mm-hmm. money in the bin. Mm-hmm. And if I, if personally, if I want to find something out, I'm going to Google it or I'm probably going to find it on a social media site yeah. and I'm yeah. going to follow through. If it's like a, well, it could be a pair of trainers and it's learn more or shop now. Yeah. Great. I'm probably going to look at that at least. Yeah. I might not buy them, but I will look. Yeah. So I think that's where it's got to be. And the other thing I realized was, and this is a while back. So when me and Tor got engaged, we put, as everybody you know does, they put a little thing on Facebook and she said yes and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And you realize like 7,000 people like it. Yeah. And you look at it and go, well, hold up. So, all those same amount of people are seeing the other posts. They're just not liking it, but they are seeing it. Yeah. So it's very easy to get downhearted, isn't it? When you don't yes. get much engagement on a yeah. post. Yes. But, but people are actually seeing are it. seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And they'll probably see it. I, I always think they'll see, they won't necessarily miss me if I'm not there, but they'll realize when I come back, oh, yes. I haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to be consistent. Absolutely. That's always a message. And, that, and that's the, you know, that's, that, that is the graft. But I think the exciting thing is, as well, is a lot of people love social media. So in terms of staffing yeah. that side of the business, it's pretty easy to get really good people to do that, actually. Yeah. But I would say, I don't know about you, you've, you've got to do it as well. Yeah. If you're running a business, you've got to be seen to be doing it. And Definitely. I must admit, I do... I feel like I need to be on social media a yes, lot. Yes, I agree. And, and it's good for us for leads as well. But I do feel like I don't want to be on social media all the time. And it. if it wasn't for the business probably wouldn't 
but you got to do you it. You got to do it. Yeah, I spent yesterday two hours doing video content um, in the studio, and it was loads of different things. So last week I got together again with Danny. He had some time, so we tend to do this every couple of weeks and do some videos and workout Wednesdays and stuff like that. So I like him to take hold of workout Wednesdays. So I film him and we put the ideas together, and he does them. But it, what I realized was right. I got to do all these different bits. And when they, uh, I put on the story any particular thing that you want to cover, you know, as a question. And when I opened the phone again, I had four or five people that said, oh, do this, this and this. But of course, we'd shut the cameras down mm-hmm. or whatever. So I did that yesterday. But what I realized, by the time I put a story together and the posts up and put them in the right order and edited them, I've spent four hours doing a social media post. Yeah. And you're looking at it going... It's just, uh, you can see why people are, that's where they're living, yes. why that's their whole work. Yeah, yeah You can yeah. definitely see that. Absolutely. You know, bloggers, I think people laugh at bloggers yeah. and vloggers, but actually it is a lot of it's work. It's a lot of work, yeah. So it's it's an amazing thing for all of our businesses, yeah. but I think you have to be quite strict with yourself because otherwise you can just be completely overwhelmed and bogged yes. down with it. Because, you know, you filter through and you look at it and kind of go, well, there's, how many times you, you, you can hashtag a squat and you can come up and all you get is immediate follows from people that are obviously just looking for you to follow them back. And it can mm. be such a difficult work, especially for people starting out. If you're 21 and your whole identity can be wrapped up in a social media following and yeah. you're not getting there, it's very easy to... And, uh, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? You do get all these teenagers that want to be bloggers and think, oh, I'm going to get loads of free stuff. Yes. You can't earn a living on that. We're doing it because we've got, you've got your brand in all your videos. You, you know, you're promoting the brand. You're, you're promoting something bigger. Yeah. You're not just trying to get free products. No. But, so it's not, you know, this is a part of your business. This is enhancing your business. It's not your business. But I think there probably needs to be some education around it because I think some people will leave school and think, I'm going to be a blogger. Yeah. And, no, you can't really earn that much money from being a blogger. It's so new as well. Mm. We don't re- the education isn't there because it's so new. Mm. Like the mm-hmm. pitfalls and the anxieties and the self esteem issues that, that, and it worries me. Yeah. I love social media and our business is absolutely you know it's one of the foundations of it. But it frightens me. Yes. Yeah, having a child. I, I hope it's not around when no, she's in school. There'll be something new though. <laughs> yeah, there will be. There will be something else to worry about. Yeah, it's <laughs> mad. So um, talking about that then. So. Because obviously you're a fitness fanatic, mm-hmm. um, yeah. always have been. So how was that getting pregnant, and then obviously the subsequent nine months and the subsequent how long? Eight, eighteen months. A year? She's now fourteen months. Fourteen, 14 months. months today. Okay, yeah. so it's been a little while. How was yeah. how has that changed? Because you would go in, do your training, work really yeah. hard, and then yeah. leave, and then yeah. how how has that changed? So it's changed massively. So I'd previously I used to work late and go to the gym late and it didn't matter I wouldn't get in till half past nine at night it didn't matter because my husband's away in the week so I my night time was my training yeah so that's been a bit weird for me because I've had to completely change my routine um but actually it's better and I'm fitter yeah so I was completely guilty of overtraining before yep. I I think everyone is aren't they um and I'd go out for a run and I think oh why do I feel awful today and I'd be looking at my Garmin mm. and Everyone said you're overtraining and I'd never yeah. listen. And now I'm just, so I'm, pro- I'm probably still working out five days a week, but just not doing, you know, I'd work out for hours before and now yeah. I just smash it and it's definitely better quality. Um, but I've, so I trained while I was pregnant. Yeah. I probably ran up until I was about 26 weeks, but she was quite a big baby. Right, yeah. It just got too uncomfortable. <laughs> and I felt like I needed a wee every All the minutes. time, Yeah. <laughs> 
I actually had to. This is probably a great conversation, but I had to stop for a country pee a few times. Did you? <laughs> Exit a Paula moment. So yeah. So so after that, I thought, yeah, okay, I'll do something else. So um, I've got a turbo trainer at home. Okay. And even that was uncomfortable because I had such a big oh, bump, and like my legs were hitting the bump. But I did spinning the day before I was induced. Really? I, I don't think the spinning instructors enjoyed me being in the class. No, then. I'd, I've, I've been that spin instructor. <laughs> I remember um, a woman used to come to my classes up until she was about eight and a half months. And every time she even moved and a grimace, I was like, oh my God, she's having a baby. I'm going to have to deliver it. I, honestly, it was when she stopped coming, I was coming, doing I was it on purpose. I said to kids, I was like, you need to make this baby come now. And she's oh, like, no, can you leave? No, nightmare. <laughs> it didn't work anyway. But yeah, so I exercised every day while I was pregnant some you know if I was tired the first trimester obviously you're massively yeah. tired so I walked a lot then um but I always tried to do something um and then when she was born I ended up having a, an emergency c-section so I couldn't exercise right. for six weeks um and that was probably a really good thing actually yeah. because I think because it takes even if you have a natural birth it takes you, a while it takes a while so I think it was probably good that I was forced not to do anything Although I say I was forced not to do anything. After two weeks, I took her out for a three-mile walk every day. Did you? In the pram. But I loved that. Yeah. It was so lovely. She'd be asleep and it was autumn and it was just gorgeous. Amazing. I loved I th- it. I think you have to listen to your body though. And also you yeah. were fit going into it. Yeah. You were fit through it. So it's not like you're starting something new. And that's really mm. the the rule of thumb when yeah. it comes to training people is is if the, if you if one of your clients falls pregnant, don't give them anything new. You know, let them do what they've been doing. It's mm. fine, but don't give them anything new. It's not the time to start doing CrossFit. Yeah. But if they've been doing CrossFit, as long as they're safe with what they're doing, that's kind of the rule of thumb. You have to start looking at, you know, obviously things like Olympic lifting where they could smash the bar into their stomach. <laughs> isn't the best idea as it yeah. grows. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if they're a runner, let them run. Just like you just said, you know, yeah. just ease it back when you need to. Yeah. Um, but don't start running when you're pregnant. No. That's not the time. No. It's funny you say that, actually, because I don't normally... I used to do a lot of it, but I started doing a bit of yoga when I was pregnant and I had to stop. Did you? Because obviously your ligaments and everything yes. stretch and I ended up getting a few niggles. Not But a again, it's something that I hadn't done. Yeah, if you hadn't had that range. So what happened, you release a, a hormone called relaxing and that goes, it's supposed to be, without going into too much detail, it's supposed to soften up the ligaments and the tissues around the birth area so that you can facilitate that easier. Obviously it's not easy, but it makes it easier. And um, it allows, like, there's parts of the pelvis to expand and whatever, so you can you can facilitate that. Obviously, your hormones travel around the blood. So they that the blood goes everywhere. So that hormone will reach every ligament and every tendon, and it will make them a bit looser. And that can last a while after pregnancy as well. Mm. So you might have found you're a bit more supple yeah. after pregnancy. Yeah, and the key is not to force your stretches. Mm. So people look at it and kind of go, I don't feel the stretch. And it's almost a, like an annoyance that they can't mm. feel the stretch. I look at that and go, well, you're not tight. That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. they will try and push and find this stretch. And that's why yoga can sometimes uh, be a tricky one. Uh, okay. So you've got to really, the teacher needs to know. Yes. And then they have to be able to keep an eye on you. So you're not overstretching because yeah. that can be permanent. So you've yeah, got to be really right. careful. Yeah, it's really, it's a big area, real big area. So when you came back, you ha- obviously had to ease the amount of time down. What do you yeah. do for training? What are you doing now? So I now... Um, so I invested in a running buggy, which was the best Amazing. investment by far. Flo loves going out for runs. But I, so I booked myself in to do bath half, which is, so I had her in uh, 8th of September. Bath half was March. So I, st- I started running again after the, 
I think you're not supposed to run for 12 weeks, but I started jogging at about 10 weeks. So I started running. I didn't have the running buggy at the time because they have to be six months. Yeah. So just when I could, when Ross was home, I was doing bits, doing a lot on the turbo trainer when she slept at home. So I'd have the monitor yeah. in, in our summer house and I'd be on the turbo, but Brilliant. I could get it in anywhere. But just doing floor exercises at home as well. Um, but then when she was six months and I got the running buggy, we would go out. I just started off doing three miles, but then when we were training for bath half, she'd come out on 10 mile runs. Did she really? Yeah, and she loved it. She'd sit, because she was a bit younger then, she'd sleep for yeah. most of it and she'd be all wrapped up and stuff. I'd, I'd like to be yeah, in there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> And then now she's a bit older, she's awake for most of it. I probably don't do 10 miles with her now and she's getting heavier too. So probably the maximum I do is about eight miles now. But she just babbles away and looks at everything. I think it's nice for her to be out in the fresh air. So so as a rule, I will um, go out in the running buggy two or three times a week and then I'll try and get a class in. So on my working days, I'll have a cheeky session. Like fit that. it in um and then if I can't get out you know at the moment obviously it's getting dark now so I can't so I would finish work and then take her out in the running buggy before tea can't do that now because it's dark yeah. so I'm now having to go on the turbo trainer when she goes to bed at night which can be a bit of a mental slog sometimes because it's at the end of the day and I've been working and running around her all day especially but... at home because you're there going there's so much I could be doing or need to yeah. be doing or yeah. don't want to do or whatever it's, yeah. it, it's difficult at home it is, so, it's just getting on the turbo once I'm on there I'm like yes yeah. this is amazing but I do miss my I do miss my old routine so when my husband's back um at the weekend he comes back on a Friday and I feel that guilt then because I'm like oh we're not together in the week we should yeah. be together as a family but I'm now making an effort when he gets home on a Friday going to the gym on a Friday night right it's a little bit of the old me yeah <laughs> but you need that no matter how much you know you said at the beginning don't want to be you know quote unquote just a mum like only you want other parts of you mm. and that's important yeah. to have it's yeah. well rounded yeah. so yeah absolutely so when you're going to the gym are you doing weight training what yeah are you doing? so I'm doing so I'll either do spin if I can get to the class in time um but I tend to I when I'm at the gym I really want to make the most of my sessions yeah. so I will do so today for example I need to have a quick 45 minute workout so I'll do sprints on the treadmill okay um so I I really go at it so I'll do 10 sets of one minutes and then I'll do a five so I'll do 20 seconds on 10 minutes off so a bit of a hit as the final five yeah. so I'll do 10 then five and then I'll just do loads of big weight so legs back work all my big muscles just yeah. so I'm making the most of the session really so I used to do a lot of arm work and core I probably should do core after having a baby but I just try and do what I can now so I do a lot of high intensity stuff um on my own and to be honest with you I don't even need to do I guess because I'm pushing the buggy and I'm switching arms I don't really need to do arm stuff anymore um but I've just started Blaze doing that one day a week it's good right amazing yeah so and I get to do a bit of running in that as well which is good so someone asked me about it yesterday and said have you tried it and I have and it's um my takeaway from it is it's I think it's the sort of thing where big clubs because Nuffield are doing the same sort of thing. They're doing them on the gym floor. They're doing slightly different ones, right. but they're the same sort of thing. And they're partnering with Techno Gym on it um, for equipment and programming. But 
these big health club chains need to keep up with mm. the boutique Barry's Bootcamp, One Reb or, you know, 110, all of these kind of mm. bootcampy kind of uh, uh, almost... Crossfit. Crossfit, yeah. People go, they get told what to do. It's hard work. Mm. They do two or three of them a week and that's it. Mm. Why do I need to come up to figure it out myself? We get that a lot now. Mm. So... I'm glad these big health club chains are doing it because more people are joining there or just doing like they're having PT plus a couple of these sort of dedicated sessions per week mm. and getting the high intensity stuff. They can go for a run on their own. So they can do some steady state stuff yeah. and they're getting a well-rounded weekly sort of um, program mm. with spending their money instead of on a membership on a PT as well as these classes. Mm. And it's, it's, it's definitely a trend. So I'm glad David Lloyd have kept up with that and Nuffield are keeping up with that. And it's definitely something that's here to stay. Yeah. So they've kind of seen that it's here to stay because how popular the classes are. Mm. Big but investment for them as big. well. Big. And for people that don't don't know, Blaze is, um, you've got stations. So you've got treadmills and you'll have people on the treadmill for three, three minute blocks yeah. and then hop off and they've got a, a box or a bench with weights stacked underneath it. So they'll do some exercises on, on the bench or on the floor or standing up or whatever. And then they'll hop onto a turfed area to do kickboxing or boxing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so you're three minute stations and you go three rounds. Three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's 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 a great workout. It's dedicated studio, which is nice. It's enclosed. I think yeah. that's really important. It's, it's enclosed. It's dark. Yes. It's and you cross a threshold to go in there. Yeah. So you're in... You, it's not you're on in the gym doing something like yes. that. You're crossing yeah. a bit of a barrier. Yeah. The trainer takes hold of the iPad and does the music. And it, I think yeah. it's fantastic. And there's a countdown. And it's it's the heart rate monitors as well, I think. Yes. I've got a few friends that live in Dubai and they've done the spinning classes. You must have been a mm-hmm. part of them where you've got the heart rate monitors and everyone's yeah. competing on the board. So yeah. Blaze, they have that. So you can see everybody's heart rate yeah. and the aim is to try and get in the red. But that's quite interesting and a bit that's, new. Yeah, that's interesting you said the aim. Did, is there much education about about the zones and what you should be doing? Because we, we, we went to one, there was a fellow came up to us at the end and everyone's looking at the board mm. and the target for the class was nine minutes in the red. So if you're fit... You, there is two ways of looking at it. If you're very fit, you can possibly do more than nine minutes. Yeah. If you're not very fit, you might get into red on a warm-up. So- oh, it's completely... So my calorie burn is really low. And I... So I get into red when I'm on the treadmill. Struggle sometimes on the other bits to get into red. But also my heart rate drops really quickly. Right. So I go from red down to green yeah. like that. And then I look at the board at the end and I have the lowest calorie burn. Yes. But obviously it's a quite quick turnaround. So no... I know. Hope, hopefully, it's because I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but obviously, people that don't know that, and the, the the turnaround for the class is quite quick, so it could demotivate people Definitely. without that education piece. A fellow walked up to up to us, looked at the fact that I had I had done you know more than the nine minutes in the red. Um, part of that was I was being I was being targeted and bullied yeah. by Danny, so <laughs> that was the thing. He was finally looking at payback and, and saw me as an option there. <laughs> So I had done a few more minutes than that in the red. He looked at his and went, I've done six minutes, I failed. And he said that out loud, I failed. Mm. And I was like, well, did you work That's hard crazy. and have a good class? Mm. Like, you didn't mm. fail anything. Mm. It's, you know, it, it, so it can be, if you don't know what mm. you're looking at with those, and I think it's the longer time goes by, the less the instructor will be inclined to educate Absolutely. on that. Because You'd think people know. doing it more now. Yeah, yeah this is a time to, to let yeah. people know. You need, you're aiming for red in this, but it doesn't mean blah, blah, blah. Mm. And that's, I think it's a really important Especially thing. Especially where people are investing in their own belts yes. as well. They're, they're not cheap investing, either. They're not cheap. No. They're over a hundred quid. They're investing yeah. in their own belts, but they probably don't know what for either. Yes. But you, 
because uh, we used to go to some spin classes where they wear the heart rate monitor and stuff and I did do a bit of heart rate training when I was training for half marathons I, I personally didn't really enjoy it but yeah. like, like you say you know when you I know when I'm working hard I know my own body and what training I respond to yeah so I was quite happy not wearing the heart rate monitor yeah. a lot of the time and I think the thing is as well there's um podcast that I listen to one of them has done a big sober October challenge and they did that with my zone belts so they were trying mm. to see who could accumulate the most points over a month but they quickly figured out after in the first week that actually the most points were not at 90% you get the same at 80% so why don't I stay at 80 so that was points and the other thing was they got way more points staying at 80% on a cross trainer for an hour than they did doing deadlifts, squats, cleans, mm. because you're stop, start, stop, start. Mm. So you're not consistently gaining yeah. points. Yeah. So whereas actually y- you could definitely make a strong argument that the squats, deadlifts and cleans would be a much better overall workout yeah. than even cardiovascularly yeah. than the, the steady I, I think state. it depends on the person, doesn't it? Because does. I, I think... I was probably guilty of it before I had flow as well. I'd go to the gym for a couple of hours, I'd go on the treadmill, just walk around, yeah. have a chat. And now I'm like, no one talk to me. Yeah. Headphones <laughs> on. 45 yeah. minutes. And I don't stop. Even though I'm swapping stations and doing legs and stuff, I'm getting the weights on as quick as I can. And so it's pro- I'm probably getting much better workout than yeah, I did yeah, before. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I think it's a lot of it is looking at, it's definitely looking at quality. Mm. And, uh, and you're busy. So yeah. it's like, you know... It, well, I probably don't need to go to the gym. I've got a toddler you now. You have, that's it. That's a free pass. <laughs> she, she's walking. She runs even. So everything, I'm just trailing around after her, picking up stuff. So yeah, loads that, of squats. That, I, I genuinely think that is... Because I haven't changed my eating or I probably eat more now and I just feel I'm just yeah. constantly burning. Whereas before as well, I guess I was sat behind a desk a lot of the yeah. time in an office where they'd bring in treats. Yeah. I try and bring in nice treats because I want to be a good good example. But, you know, but it's, it's true. Like, office, yeah. And it's, and it's a, by the grand scheme, it's a smaller office of people that are probably more interested. Mm. You go and work in a, a call centre. It's always someone's mm. birthday. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. always yeah, cakes. Yeah. But it's, um, I think that's, it's true. We, I've got nieces and nephews. And, if, and of course, as an uncle, you're constantly a playground. So it's <laughs> climbing frame or whatever. So you're always being climbed on. I am knackered yeah. when I come home yeah. from them. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's a lot the, in the that. The whole getting on the turbo at night, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It is because pay- it's just, you, you get to the end of the day and I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. But I know if I didn't do that, I'd, I'd kick myself the next yeah, yeah. day. No, definitely, definitely. So um, work's going really well. Um, married life and, and, and motherhood is going really well. Yeah. Um, and obviously all those things are busy and they're for yourself. Mm. So you still get five training sessions in a week. So there are a lot of people that start an exercise. So as far as that, what would be your kind of advice? You can clearly find the time mm. and you've got motivation. How, how would you suggest someone starts if they are struggling a little bit with that? So someone that's already into already, their fitness already. No, right. no. so they want to get into it. You've inspired them today talking to them and they want to get into it and they realise there is time in the day. But yeah. how, what, what would be, how would you start? I would say they need to try different things and realise what they like doing. So way back when I first started getting into... I've always been into fitness and, you know, even from school, I was on lots of teams. But when I start, I guess when I was a teenager, I was probably more interested in drinking. And then I got yep. to nineteen twenty, and then wanted to go to the gym. So I got a gym membership and I absolutely loved classes then. Okay. And I went to every single class going. I feel like as I've got older and I have less time to go to classes, I've worked a different way of doing it and I actually prefer running anyway. So I would say someone that wants to get into it just to try different things. 
understand what you like Mm -hmm. or you might already you might not need to try things you might think oh actually I like swimming so do what you like yeah build it up slowly and don't beat yourself up or just be active every day so even on the days I don't work out Flo and I will go for a three mile walk or I'm, I'm always active so maybe don't overthink it yeah just go for a walk every day or if you don't like going to the gym and you find gyms daunting get yourself a couple of kettlebells or yeah I like it. Good. So that's, and I think it's just often as well, it's just making some time. I, I always think if I, and this could be work-based stuff, if I know it's in my mind, I've got something to do, I'll put it into my diary, even if it's just an hour's blocked out where I'm considering whatever, the next yeah. project, whatever it might be. And at least then it's diarized. Yeah. So I'll start doing there's it. There's always time. I don't believe when people say there's not enough time. Yeah. It's just what you prioritize. You know, I probably don't... I don't know, I don't get my nails done all the time and stuff like that, but I'd rather have a workout. Yeah. So, you know, it depends what your priorities are, but if you're serious about getting fit and being healthy, you yeah. will make time. And it only has to be half an hour. Doesn't have to be a lot. Half yeah, especially beginning. Yeah, you just get it done. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted just to say was your sort of top advice for someone starting a new business, because you obviously you've done mm. that. So what would your kind of, your best advice be starting out? So my, my top advice from what I've learned is believe in yourself. If you're, if you're going out on your own and you've made the decision to set your own business, believe in yourself, surround yourself with like-minded business people you know just when you and I have a quick chat uh, chat I find it inspiring when you're around other people so I would say surround yourself with like-minded people but don't do it if you're not willing to graft yeah you know I love it you love it it's it's a part I love the people I work with I love my team I, I love giving my clients results so I will put that work in to be a successful business person, you have to put the work in because if you don't, everyone else around you is. And yeah. what, how are you going to stand out? You get left behind. So I would say you just have to not be scared to put in the graft. Yeah, love that. Liz, thank you so much for making the time today. I appreciate it. I know it's a challenge getting here with the traffic. No, no, no. Every, every day is a challenge with Flo anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure.